1: To get five to ten for that. Hello and welcome to episode 77 of Tandy Talk, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the BLPA Podcast Networks. I'm your host Joe, better known as Wash Up Goalie on social media. This week I chat with Charles Partridge, better known as Cooper Goalie on social media. Charles is known as Cooper Goalie because of his affinity for the old brand and wears a different set combination each time he hits the ice. A little heads up about the podcast as well. There will be no new episode next week. Don't worry, nothing's happening to the podcast. I'm simply going on vacation with my wife and won't be recording while we're gone. So, without further ado, let's get to the conversation with Charles. Charles, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Uh, it's uh, as, as I mentioned when I reached out to you, I, I don't know what the heck took us so long to... Uh, finally connected. I mean, we've got so many, uh, similar connections from bones to, you know, you're wearing Matt's vintage goalie hat and uh, we oh, yeah. can probably go down the list of, uh, people we've got in common. That's true. Yeah. I
0: don't know. I think every time, uh, I mean, I know part of it was, uh, I think, a, I think there was a point you reached out on like Twitter direct message or something. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like I've had my Twitter account forever and like, <laughs> didn't use it for like eight years. And then just started using it to get away from some of the Facebook clutter, you know, like a year and a half ago or something. Yeah. Like when I started using it again, like I think I had like four followers and I, (laughs) I had like, I was only following like five company brands or something at the time. So yeah, I just didn't pay attention to that. So like, like a lot of other people, I've had other people reach out and ask me a question and I reply and they just never respond. Yep, and it's like, man, you you messaged me first. Like, <laughs> I had somebody reach out and say, like, "Hey, we should get together sometime and have a beer." I'm I'm like, where you play hockey, and I'm like, cool, absolutely, yep. man. I'm there every Friday night. We can do it before my late game or after my early game, and then no reply. So,
1: yeah. Well, if, if anything, I, I like to say I am um, respectfully persistent yeah <laughs> so. no it's
0: totally fine i think and then well, oh, <clears throat> all our other follow-ups have just been timing like
1: yep yeah and yeah, well, that's I, why i'm glad we're able to talk this week because next week i'm actually going to be uh, on a cruise so it wouldn't have worked
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah hey, what's what's going on are those grow lights back there
1: yeah <laughs> your, your background's much uh cooler than mine right now we're uh trying our hand at a backyard Garden this year, so we uh, got the got the seedlings going and got the grow lights going on, and I nice. swear it's vegetables and herbs and nothing illegal. <laughs> herbs, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, we're we're gonna try our hand at uh, growing some of our own veggies this summer, and for Mother's Day, me and the kids are gonna make my wife uh, some raised garden beds for for the yard. That's what she asked for. So it's nice, bit of a uh, family family activity we'll we'll see how good it goes I mean we've tried growing stuff in the past and it lasts for you know one or two strawberries or one or two tomatoes and then they die <laughs> and we're like ah another failed attempt so we'll see yeah. we're going all in this year yeah so I always like to ask folks you know how did you get started in the game of hockey first of all
0: well I got started like being a participant in hockey way late in life um I grew up in a small town in rural Michigan that we just didn't have. I lived outside of town in the country and Mm -hmm. we just didn't have that. Plus they had a large family and everybody had other things going on and like hockey was never on my radar as a kid back then. And on top of that, unlike a lot of people you talk to, like as a child, I don't, I don't even have hockey wasn't a part of our life. Like we, we had like a wrap, we had the antenna on the roof, you know, and, lucky on good weather to get two different channels or three channels in the seventies. And we just, we we're outside the Detroit market. So we didn't get that.
1: Yeah. Um, where, where in Michigan did you grow up?
0: Uh, uh Up in the thumb area of Michigan, when you look okay. at it like a yep. mountain. Yep. So too, too far North to be part of Detroit's market and um, Michigan. So we didn't get the Canadian channels at all. So in that part, um, but as a, so I I spent a little time at Northern Michigan university and that was just before they won the national championship. And, uh, I happened to dorm like one in the same building as the team as the hockey team. Mm -hmm. So I got, I got to know some of the guys back then, you know, eighties there and, um, hung out with them. And I used to go to the games all the time and, uh, really got into hockey at that point, you know, late teens, still, I couldn't skate or anything. So <laughs> I just never, it never even came to my mind. I played little league baseball and stuff like that. And, you know, driveway basketball, Yep, hockey just wasn't a thing. Um, and then, uh, I was a Red Wings fan, you know, at that point too. And then I moved to Florida for eight or nine years or so and followed, you know, stayed a Red Wing fan die hard, but uh you know picked up on tampa bay at the time too as a new franchise and was a fan of them And um man from there i don't know i like coming back home became a sponsor at a company i was with and then eventually a company i owned we were a sponsor of the flint generals during the like colonial league (laughs) united league international rebirth league uh So I was always, we were a big sponsor. So we were pretty active with the team and I knew ownership and management. And, uh, then I I had a, my second son. So my third child, because he was born at the time, we were real heavy with the team. He would go to games as a baby with me and stuff. And like, as a three-year-old one day, he said he wanted to go skate on the ice. So my friend that was one of the management people there found him some skates and we put him out on the big ice and skated around a little bit and took to it right away and fell in love and didn't stop (laughs) until like a year ago. And now he's back to playing again. So,
1: um,
0: it just, at a point I've collected hockey memorabilia and just anything to do with hockey. I've collected for a long time. Um, at a point I picked up some gear goalie gear started looking into it thought it was cool started looking into it more thought it was even more cool bought more you know it kind of snowballed for a while Uh, but at some point uh, my son like we I was just like you know what I I was getting healthy I'd been riding my bike and stuff I'd let myself go for a long time and I, I said man let's go rent some ice and we'll just all go out on the ice and we there was like five of us six of us in the family and I put on the goalie gear and couldn't skate, couldn't, couldn't do anything. Like if I fell down, I had to have help getting up. Like I just couldn't <laughs> do it. But when I got off that day, I was physically exhausted. Every muscle was sore. And I thought, man, that's amazing. That's way better than riding a bicycle or something, you know? Yeah. So I I, I had that dream, like maybe I'll do that. And then a couple months went by and it was his birthday party. So we rented ice again. And this time we had like 30 people out there. All with the hockey sticks and because I've got lots of hockey sticks and stuff. And, uh, I put on the gear again. And this time I could stand for a minute, you know, before falling down and I could use the net to pull myself back up. And again, I came off of it just thinking I was so physically exhausted. Every muscle in your body is being used at that point that. Yep. Then I said, you know what? He's got, he's like in training sessions with a private trainer and stuff. Like maybe they need a goalie. So I would go out with a. Have these guys shooting pucks at me, and I've worked on my balance now I just fell in love, like so then it was every opportunity I could stick and puck, yeah, pick up hockey, you know actually it was drop in stuff that ended up not having enough people, so there'd be like me in the net and two kids that play high school or something just whizzing <laughs> pucks at me, and I'm wearing you know nineteen seventies goalie gloves and learning my lesson and um and then his trainers going out with them. Um they all played junior and, and collegiate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, sometimes I, I'd get a little cocky because I was proud of myself for doing something. And <laughs> then they'd they'd make me pay the price. Yeah. Humble I'd you real quick. Down. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it just stuck. And then at some point I figured, you know what, I'm I'm probably ready for like a beginner league. And I'm um, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. There's an amazing hockey adult program there. Just I I would say hundreds of teams and different skill levels and They have a a beginner program, and uh, they didn't have any openings on a team at the time, so I just put myself in the sub list. And next thing you know, I'm, like, playing twice a week, three times a week and being terrible along with everybody else that was out there just learning to play hockey. So it's just escalated from there.
1: Those beginner leagues for adults, I I can't say enough for them because there's so many people like yourself that, for whatever reason – weren't either exposed to the game or just financially couldn't participate as a kid. And then they, they learn of this great game and they're like, you know what, I want to try, but it's intimidating just to go, you know, to an open hockey or a stick and puck without knowing that. But those beginner leagues, it's like, Hey, we're all in the same boat. And yeah. uh, I, I wish more areas had that. Uh, I, I yeah. think you're starting to see a, a heck of a lot more of it. Um, pop up for that reason. So you know, you, you get into goalie just be, because because I know, couldn't skate. Yeah,
0: you I, know, I couldn't skate, and I honestly I thought the goalie just kind of stands there.
1: <laughs> and what <laughs> so were a you bad wrong? Decision.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I completely misjudged it. But yeah, know, it was definitely because I couldn't skate. So that,
1: that reminds me of a story an old neighbor of ours was telling us. He told his son he had to play a sport this you know, one summer and he gave him the option of baseball or soccer. And he goes, ah, there's a lot of running in baseball. I'll play soccer. <laughs> and he looks at him. He's like, what do you think soccer is? It's track with the ball. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah you know, there, there's a lot more skating uh, and, and it always bugs me. people are just like, Oh, goalies, all you do is stand there. And it's like, n- no, we don't. we, Studies have shown we do more skating than other players on the ice. We just do it in a confined area and it's, it's yep. a different kind of skating. Yeah. We're not, you know, going full stride, but our edge work in the back and forth, we're doing a heck of a lot more. Um, but we know that we, we yeah. just know that they're, they're not going to see it the same way. <laughs> yep,
0: exactly. And so, then on top of that, like, I know you have, you just got your new gear, but your older gear was nineties one, I think, yeah. right. Yep. So the older gear at the weight level it is, and you're going down and getting up and going down and getting up, you're not staying down in a butterfly and moving side to side. When you go down, you get back up and go to the other post, And, yep. and it's, that's physically exhausting work.
1: And, and not only that, there weren't knee blocks in, in the protection. Right. I mean, you were going, not only were you going down and up, but you were going down on your knees. Um, yep. I, I I don't know how my knees aren't worse than they are. I mean, granted I can tell the weather by my knees in the morning, uh, <laughs> but it's like, how, how are they not worse? In fact, uh, my son and I have been going to the gym, uh, because he's getting ready for baseball season. So we're doing a, a workout program and we were doing something the other day on legs. And like, he was just like, Holy cow. Like <laughs> you're an old guy doing that much. He's like, yeah. He's like, but then we got to doing something. And my knees are just like, Nope not not today (laughs) and he's like oh now you're an old guy he's like yeah now now my knees are showing their age but yeah so you know you start playing you know back back in the era when i did you know what was that first set of goalie equipment i'm guessing it had to have been a set of coopers
0: the first first gear i took out was reactor five pads and i think gm9 and 12 for the gloves i just again it was kind of a spontaneous thing so just grab some stuff mm-hmm. actually it might have been a i had a vaughn i think like a t750 trapper so i think it was that the first time and then so the first couple times was just random stuff and then after that i was primarily wearing like gp95 cp59s and gm12s um, because i really I'm, I'm drawn to the concept of the history of the gear the yeah. history of the position, and even though I'm pretty terrible at that style of pure standup. Um, I like the gear, the concept behind it, the evolution of it. And that's where I was sticking with it. It's yeah. painful when you're playing with people that can really shoot. I mean, even then my son was whatever, 13 years old and like he, he could shoot hard. And if you catch it wrong in an old GM 12, <laughs> it hurts. I, I can remember spending a week with, uh, like a frozen uh, latex glove that I would have my hand on Yep. just because it was swollen for so bad. And, but it, it didn't detract me. It just made me realize I got to figure out something faster with my hand.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I've, I've had the conversation with Kelly Rudy about, you know, moderate equipment versus the old stuff. Cause I mean, my first chest protector was two piece chest protector, you know, where it had mm-hmm. the arms and, you know, you felt pucks. Even if yep. you played it properly, you felt pucked. So you got better with your hands. Like you said, you catch that thing wrong, just like a baseball, you catch that on the palm instead of the, the pocket, you're going to feel that for a week or two. Yep. You got really good with your hands. I mean, still, some of the refs in my league kind of laugh that I still make the blocker save and, and cover it. You know, you don't see kids learning that skill anymore. And it was just, we we were better yep. with our hands than kids are. I mean, granted... The skill of goalies today is phenomenal, but I, I think some of that technique and skill that we had out of survival, as opposed to it, yeah, you know, just technique, if if they were to bring that back today, how good goalies really would be, in my opinion, it would just be phenomenal. But
0: yeah, it, you know, it's 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 different biomechanics now. Yeah, it, it's a yep. it's still elite skill. It's just a different skill.
1: Yeah. They, um, they don't yeah. have the fear of getting hurt. <laughs> yep, You know, they're getting hurt. as going be concussions or getting run into not because, uh, they, they misjudged a puck and that it got them wrong. I mean, I, yeah. I have an older chest protector still that I bought in the early two thousands, you know, so it, it doesn't quite wrap around like one, I would buy today and I, I took one the other day and it just kind of got me on the side. And like, I, I, Laughed when it hit me. As like, oh, it's gonna leave a mark. But th- th- there's some goalies. If they were just starting out with a modern chest protector, I'd be like, oh my god, this is terrible. I, I need to do something about it. And I, I remember when they, uh, the NHL, reduced the size of goalie equipment, and goalies were complaining yeah. about stingers. And like the '90s goalies are like, we don't want to hear it. <laughs> that- that's part of the position. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. you Got to have faster hands. Yeah, well, I still wear I still wear a two piece for beer league. I I still wear a Cooper Sa ninety five BP thirty. Um, but this this season was a little. This was the first time I think I only wore it once, um, <laughs> because we we somehow in the matter of like from uh, like winter we're in or fall to winter to spring we ended up like two levels higher than where we were. <laughs> And like the first game, I think I was wearing that and it was just all, everybody was taking slap shots from everywhere and I I got pretty bruised up. And then the next game, had a pretty bad bruise on my shoulder. And the next game, I was like, no way, man, I'm wearing my newest chest protector is Reactor 5. So 1994, 95, 1994, 1995. And I wore that and I swear a slap shot from the top of the face off circle and it got it was right at the end of the game and it got right under the shoulder cap. Oh, there's yeah. nothing. Yep. And my arm instantly went numb and dropped. It's just hanging to my side. We got out of the zone and then the pain kicked in. And I just, I looked at the clock and it was like four minutes left. And it, it was the longest four minutes. <laughs> and I had a, I actually had, it was in my YouTube video. I showed a picture and stuff, but yeah. I had an imprint of the material with the lace eyelets where the arms lace on for adjustment. I had an imprint of that in my skin with the little lace eyelet holes. It was crazy.
1: And I uh, know that exact feeling you're talking about where, yeah, those still decent chest protectors, but it would just get right underneath that shoulder cup before they had the floaters. And yeah, it was an instant dead arm. (laughs) Like (laughs) it, 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 the arm went down as if you dislocated your shoulder, but you didn't, it was just, no, this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think the other team heard me. Um, they they heard me moan or something. Cause they cranked it up. They ended up with like four goals in the last couple of minutes of that uh-huh. we were already losing, but they just piled them on. Cause I just couldn't move that arm. Oh. And then I, I, I did like a, a half butterfly slide to the left post and I hit that shoulder right on the post. Oh. And right, it was like the next thing I did. It was so painful, but. I, I, I don't, I don't want to, com- I'm not complaining about that. Cause I kind of, it's stupid sometimes to say out loud, but I kind of like that. It's like, I'm, I'm experiencing some things that guys in the past had to have experienced. Yep. And I didn't get that in my teens and twenties and thirties. Uh, you know what I mean? So I'm kind of getting to live it now and learn my lessons now. And sometimes I look forward to it. It hurts for the moment, but then I, I can always remember that happened. <laughs>
1: You know, it's funny um, you say that because I've talked to Bones and I know you two did some great content together and he's got that great 70s vintage style equipment. And, uh, but he only wears that in controlled environments. (laughs) You are wearing this stuff, like you said, in beer league games. This is what you wear on a regular occurrence. You don't have a brand new set of equipment that you go out to your beer league games and take the slap shots, you know, that, this, this is what you have, you know, what is the newest piece of equipment you would have?
0: It'd be anything reactor four, reactor five from 1995 before, before the transition into the power branding.
1: Yeah. So it's I mean, 90s. I
0: have, I have like a Glenn Miller PHX trapper. I have a Glenn Miller PHX trapper from like the early two thousands, but I don't, it's, it's like a modern glove mm-hmm. and I don't, I haven't worn it at all. Um, I've had newer like I had like uh Vaughn um V one set, but I okay. that that's almost more of a true butterfly kit and I just I couldn't move around in it. I couldn't get them to feel right on my leg. Yep. So I got rid of them. Um I've tried a few other things, nothing super new, but you know, into the early two thousands. It just doesn't it doesn't work for me. And I, I look at it and it's I'm not not intrigued by the gear i'm not none yeah. of that you know
1: yeah no i i totally get it because even though i did upgrade like part of me was hesitant because i liked the style it, it fit my style of play you know in yep. that style, of equipment eco- i mean one thing i've noticed is you know i don't do the rvh when i cover the posts. i still you know hug the posts and stand up getting those two pads together yeah yep not not as easy. You would think it'd be a lot easier with the the new pads, not as easy. And I've had a few where I've had to, uh, you know, kind of look behind me and wonder, did it go through? Uh, There's just different little things like that, that uh, get you. So I got to ask what, what's the fascination with the Cooper brand
0: though? Uh, Well, it's kind of a twofold thing. So my youngest son's name is actually Cooper. Okay. So Collecting some Cooper stuff happened well before all of this, especially once he was playing hockey. You know, like he's got a couple brand new Micmac sticks in his, uh, or Minimax or whatever they call them. Uh, mm-hmm. That he had a left and a right match set, brand new old stock wood sticks hanging in his bedroom and um, little things like that forever. And then I think that that's probably what pointed me to the first set of pads that were reactors. And then it just, the other thing is, from the business aspect of things, the concept of a company like Cooper, you know, that started as General Leather Goods, then Cooper Weeks, then Cooper Canada, then gets absorbed by a, a company that wants to be a bigger company, which is Canstar, which was the ownership of Bauer deciding mm-hmm. they wanted to own more market share, and then absorb that gets absorbed by Nike, and, and and an entire legacy comes to an end overnight. Mm-hmm. The the largest supplier of hockey gear in the world for decades, gone. The brand is just thrown away overnight, and yeah, just that whole concept of it, and you know, knowing that story and that, I think that all attracted me to it. You know, um, yeah, Va- Vaughn has a a, a a legacy story of when they began, and all of the companies do cooper was around forever uh and owned the world man yeah worldwide and and then a big company mega conglomerate just decided it was time to throw that name away and i i get baffled by that all the time where would it be now if they had a different decision i get their business decision but it to a degree i know why they nike did it but it just seemed like someone should have thought that through a little better.
1: I, I work in marketing and, you know, our, our, our big thing is brand and brand awareness. They had such a brand identity, like for a long time, once they transitioned from Cooper to Bauer, they still marketed it as Bauer Nike. There's no reason it couldn't have been Cooper Nike. And then when Nike got out of it back to Cooper again, it, Yeah, I just, I didn't. Like you, I I don't necessarily understand it fully, even though we know enough as we need to. It's like you, you had that brand awareness. I, it, and then when
0: you really boil it backwards and realize most of their decision-making was based on the prediction of roller hockey taking over the world. Mm-hmm. Like it was the next great thing that's going to take over ice hockey. It's going to be roller hockey. Every kid's going to play it from here forward. You know, like that's really an odd decision to make in nineteen ninety-five. Um yeah, and it only lasted a handful of years or whatever. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, then they broke it apart, lost billions of dollars, and you know, that's where we are. Bauer's owned by a like a capital investment fund. So yeah, the third it, time. It,
1: it's crazy. Um it, it it almost makes you wonder if somebody couldn't revive that Cooper brand.
0: Probably not because Because whatever owned whatever owned by company Bauer is, is, Yeah, it's, it's like Peak Performance Incorporated or something now Is the ownership group of Bauer They own the, tra- the patents And the trademarks that exist still Two years ago uh, Because of Canadian trademark law They had to do something with the Cooper name And they did, they came out with Cooper legacy stuff You can go to the Bauer website yep. And buy a stick, a helmet And a shoulder pad for players You know, and it's just it's Just like a skinned stick, it is a uh, like low end current Bauer helmet with a Cooper logo on it, and it's mm-hmm. a shoulder pad that I think is the same one you can buy as a Sherwood or a Winwell, or it's just a Chinese made basic. Yeah. Um, it looks kind of cool, it looks retro, yeah. Uh, it's almost, the, yeah, it's the effort, perfect. They put it, it was that, you know,
1: yeah, it's, it's the perfect beer league shoulder pad for those that want to wear shoulder pads, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Except yeah. the guys I know that i have played a lot of old-timer hockey, and those guys actually still wear the ones they wore in the 70s. Yeah,
1: they, exactly. And, and when it
0: finally falls apart, sometimes they ask me if I know where to get a replacement one of, you know, a true vintage one. It was, it's funny. They're yep. pretty dedicated to some of the old gear.
1: Yeah, it is crazy. I, I had, for the longest time, a pair of uh, old Cooper Armadilla player gloves. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I would when I coached or took the kids out on the, uh, rink, I, I would throw them on every now and then, uh, just cause they were cool with the high cuffs that came up to here, but they were yep. sitting around so long that they, they were falling victim to dry rot. Um, yep. and so I, I, I saw a uh, post by second string leather company and I know people feel different ways about them, but they had a picture of those gloves. And I was like, I, I have a pair of those sitting in the garage. So I messaged them and they're like, what do you want for him? I was like, I want a wallet. <laughs> so I, I, I exchanged them for a wallet. Cause like you said, they, they weren't usable anymore because of the dry rot. I, you couldn't even straighten out the fingers as much as I tried and conditioned them. And then that series came out and that great Armadillo logo that was on the thumb wound up being on one of the wallets. I was like, damn it. Now I got to buy that. And that's my everyday wallet now, but it's really cool to have this piece from a pair of gloves that I had that really were no longer good. And I am sitting here with my old lawns going, they're not in any kind of shape to donate them to, you know, a league or anything. They're just going to sit in the garage now on, in the locker saw I've built. Do I get something made out of them? I'm, I'm going back and forth, but my son's like, no, you can't do anything with them. yet Cause he, he, he wears them out on the uh, pond when he goes out with his buddies. So I was like, okay, then we're keeping them. But, uh, but once they really do just sit there and not get use, I, I might might get something made out of them. I, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> um, I just
0: wonder how the Clarino would hold up as a wall from a set of pads that have miles on them like that. You know, yeah. I, just, I mean, I've seen lots of old Clarino, and it just doesn't it doesn't hold up to, especially if folding and stuff. That's not what it's doing on a pad. So that's why they don't use that material on wallets and stuff. So well, I, that's I've, what I would wonder.
1: I've looked at them going, where is the usable <laughs> identifiable yeah. piece that says this is from the equipment? Cause even the, the leather letters on the side that say Vaughn, some of them are, you know, half on, half off disintegrating. Yeah. I mean, you, you've seen the pictures of them. They were literally on their last leg when I, <laughs> I got the new set. Um, yeah. So I have to ask. Where do you find all of this old vintage equipment? Because I, I've had my eyes out, uh, you know, looking in the past. It's not easy to find, you know, so how, how do you do it?
0: It's a nonstop search. It's not like, Hey, I wonder if this is available right now. Cause it's not, mm-hmm. but you have to be searching. You have to create, you know, saved alert searches in everywhere. It's, you know, kijiji craigslist offer up uh facebook marketplace ebay you name it everywhere and then at a certain point like people that don't collect the stuff started messaging me yeah i think some of them get a thrill out of seeing if i'll buy it or not i don't know like they're like they're enabling me you know yeah and uh but but yeah then i people message me directly and and ask me or say, Hey, I saw this and thought of you. And yeah, where I buy stuff is the most asked question I get.
1: Yeah. Oh, I I can imagine. So my my question though is specifically the sticks because is I send the messaging to me, the Cooper reactor five goalie stick is perfection. It's my favorite goalie stick of all time. Um, And I have not seen one at a store or play it again or anything in ages where the heck do you find these things
0: sticks mostly come from either like if i'm on a trip somewhere i stop i like i plan trips around played against sports and stuff (laughs) like there's i map out my drive that way um so sticks are usually like local purchase wherever i'm at or around me Yeah. just because sticks get expensive when you try to ship it yeah and as much as i would want to have it it's just not always cost effective to buy it. it. You know, I can be patient. I don't need every stick. I want every stick, but I don't need every stick. Yeah. Um. So that's usually sticks are kind of like local. And remember I'm in a Mecca of uh, yeah, the Michigan's hockey great. world. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Pirani's mega store is in Flint, you know, the, the, the flagship, which is half hour from me. So hockey's huge in our area. The stuff is out there. You just have to go to garage sales and you have to go to thrift stores and antique shops and man stores and all that stuff. You know, you, you've got to do that and you yeah. find gems every now and then.
1: Yeah. So. Well, one of those gems is hanging up just over your shoulder, that black and red. Two of them. I was going to say, is that a Belfour Reactor 5 sitting there? Belfour and a, and a Richter. I, I used a Richter once in college. Uh, funny story. I was a sophomore just met my now wife we had been dating probably three four weeks and uh i I went to school in southeastern minnesota but break i would have to go home to chicago and so i would fly home and to fly home i'd have to get a ride two hours north of the twin cities and then hop on a plane well her mom and dad were coming to get her she was from the cities and in fact she she lived uh right across the street from johnson high school where her brook played his high school hockey Um, and, uh, so her mom and dad said, well, yeah, we'll, we'll pick you up and drop you off at the airport. So I have all my hockey stuff ready to go. I got my bag, my sticks and we get to the air, get ready to leave for the airport from their house. And we don't see any hockey sticks. I'm like, they were sitting right outside your dorm room. Like, did you put them in the car? she's like oh no I didn't and her dad looks at me he goes you can dump her now and I'll pick you up after break and drive <laughs> you back to school <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't do that uh I I flew home and then I went to uh Jerry's Hockey Warehouse and picked up uh two Cooper or well they were Bauer at that point two Bauer Reactor five Richters um but I, I liked that Belfort curve and you know yeah I I loved that black and red stick being a Chicago kid. Um, Oh, yeah, for sure. I I just, to me, what made that stick perfection was the paddle. You know, so many paddles have that football shape to them. You know, they're rounded, but that reactor paddle is flat on both sides. And, And not only that, it was strong as heck, too. You know, usually yeah. when I broke those well, usually when I broke them, it was out of anger over my knee, but if it broke, <laughs> it was usually up in the shaft. Um, rarely was it the paddle or the blade. And I, I just thought they were a strong stick, but still for their time, light today, kids would be like, this thing's a log. Um, in, in the curve, yeah. it, was, it was just great. That belfour reactor to me is uh the best stick and I, I had the opportunity to, to talk to Eddie about it and he, he was fond of them too, but he also used those Christians and I used those too. But yep. the, the when he went back to Christian after the Bauer Cooper time, um, they were a lot weaker. Uh, I, I remember I got three of them when I was in college and I broke all three of them within a week at practice.
0: And I was was like, that the Christians you're talking about?
1: Yeah. The Christian Belfort they called them the game ready stick. They they were super yeah. brittle. Now they had practice sticks and they were a little bit heavier, but those, those things were tanks. I, we, we actually got Christian sticks when I was in college. Uh, I was the only one that used them. Everybody else always used coho and CCM. So, which was great for me because I always had extra sticks laying around, but, uh, I loved them cause they, they were just tanks. They didn't, they didn't break.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have, um, I get asked about like, you know, what's my favorite, this or that. And I, I don't, I'm, I mean, you follow me. So you see like every week I'm wearing a different collection of gear or era of gear or whatever. And I never play with any one thing long enough to say, wow, like sticks, like even the curve of the blade. Like I might use a curve today and next week I might use a straight blade and then I might use, a different curve the next week and um I don't I don't ever get to settle into what's my favorite and honestly they the way I play is probably what it is but they're all the same to me
1: yeah (laughs) so so what I'm hearing is either you don't play the puck much or if you do there's no idea where it's going (laughs) I don't
0: nobody wants me playing the puck yeah there's plenty of highlights on my youtube of me trying to play the puck yeah it's not it's not good
1: i'm it's the same and i i i've committed to trying to get better at it and like two games ago i came out to play the puck and i'm standing there with the puck and my d-man's coming i'm waiting for him to tell me where to put it and he just yeah like he panicked he just skated right by me and it's like all right we need to talk <laughs> like yeah. i'm trying to play it more he's like i appreciate that i was like but you need to tell me where you want me to put it um because I'm not going to just yeah. throw it up the boards into traffic. Tell me, you know, if you're coming at me and you're going to go behind the net, tell me behind the net. If you're going to go the, just, and he's like, okay, <laughs> we're on the same page now. But it's funny because I, I never did it. So that when I did, he was like, w- what do I do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know,
0: I like for us, like uh, we're allowed to change lines on an icing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, same. And so like most of us goalies, we just let the puck go. So, you know what I mean? Like I, I would rather just give my guys a break so they can change. Cause I don't keep track of their time on the ice. And so I, I don't play it because I don't half the time. I can't tell if they're going to skate to the bench or come get the puck from me and stuff too. So I just put my arm up in the air and let it go, get a whistle. Everybody can take a breather. Yeah. I can take a breather, get a drink of water.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I, I put less the arm risky up. that way. I put the arm up, but nine out of 10 times, we only have one referee. So that's uh, the case. I send the puck back down the other way for the ref so that they don't have to uh, get extra skating in either. Um, yeah, I
0: try that, and it usually doesn't work either. So
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I just try and get it close to them, you know, at, yeah. at least into the fray of the uh, the uh, other guys on the ice so they, they can get it towards the ref. Yeah, th- th- that's their side
0: going. of the ice or whatever. Yeah, yeah it, I try that. It just doesn't ever go all the way down there. Um, I usually backhand it too, because I'm really terrible forehand now, uh, but I'll try to backhand
1: it out. If, if we have a lead and I'm trying to kill some time, I'll send it down to the other end, but I'll put it in the other corner. So the ref has to skate. He'll, you know, just, just take That's, a few oh, more seconds off the, off the clock. <laughs> That's in the handbook, man.
0: That's yeah. what you're supposed to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I, I, I have to laugh when, when you Move to the side to show the, uh, stick over your shoulder. I saw the, the great reactor fives the the Belfour with the black and white and. Oh yeah. i got the rolls. reactor,
0: uh, the Belfour retails back there.
1: Yeah. yeah. But th- that, to me with the alternating black and white stripe and the red outer roll, that's the greatest looking set in my. Opinion. I agree. Um, it's, it's
0: a very good looking set yeah. and, and, uh, Cooper at the retail level, it, it was actually at that point, Cooper Canstar. They, um, they did a great job. Remember he filled that in with Sharpie. Yeah. Right. So they did a great job replicating that washed out Sharpie look Mm -hmm. um, to make that great. It's, it's amazing. If you look at it, you, you really think somebody spent a lot of time making sure they did this right. And that, that to me was pretty impressive. So it is a cool set of pads
1: remember when I had him on the podcast, I asked him about that. And I said, I, I sure hope you had the wide tip Sharpie and not the little one. And he, he just kind of <laughs> chuckled and didn't answer it, which tells me he probably just had the the little one. It was probably sitting in a hotel room all night, color, coloring in those stripes,
0: probably snagged it from some kid on an autograph, <laughs> just put it in his pocket afterwards and had one.
1: Yeah, you know? exactly. Just I remember, not thinking when I asked him that his son, Dane just started laughing. Um, but God, you know, if like w- when I bought my my new set, I went with Vaughn. Um one, because I, I've been in them for so long. And and two, the the quality, I, I know they're going to last many years. Um, you know, the, yeah. the quality of Vaughn these days is just top notch. But I, I toyed with the idea of going with Bauer DigiPrint just to get that look. But I knew in two, three years I'd be in the market for another set. And is was like, nah, I don't want to spend that kind of money in two or three years again, when it took me 20 years to bite the bullet to do it the one time. But I, I, I thought about it. If, if I win the lotto, I'll, I'll get it. But the, the fact yeah. that, uh you know, we've seen a couple of the reactor five tribute sets, uh, Mike McKenna was the first and um Kaz. Yeah. he He's got that great reactor four, but of all the reactor five, nobody has done the alternating stripes and I'm going, it's, It's so obvious. Why why don't you do it? Um, Eventually somebody will, and they'll make me smile, and I'll love it. (laughs) Even if they don't go with the red accent, even if they go with the different color, it'll still be glorious. Yeah. It is
0: a good-looking technology. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't seen enough of how it holds up over a few years, especially with any kind of heavy use. But, I mean, Kaz put, I'm sure, a lot of use on his. Yeah. And that seems to look still good when he chose them.
1: You know, from everything I've seen is the print technology is holding up. It's the pad itself that breaks uh, down. Um, sure. that, that's where the the longevity issue comes in. Um, cause I I've seen some high school kids here in Minnesota, you know, they're getting maybe a year out of it. Um, oh. you know, and, and that granted they're skating five, six times a week. Um, But if if I'm a beer league guy sitting here going, I I want them to last 10, 15 years, if they can't last a year of, you know, high school hockey, you know, I I got to be concerned. Um, But they'll, they'll get back there. I mean. Two titles are up for grabs on the stacked UFC 273 fight card. Join the action with DraftKings Sportsbook the official sports betting partner of UFC. New customers can bet $5 on any fighter and get $100 in free bets, win or lose, guaranteed. Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the excitement. Everyone can play for a share of millions in prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy MMA Contest. Draft your lineup of fighters while staying under the salary cap and rack up points for strikes, takedowns, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $5 on UFC 273 and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. 21 plus. Restrictions apply. See the show notes for restrictions.
0: Well, let me tell you, most of my gear has lasted anywhere from 28 (laughs) to 39 years. Yeah. So,
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the crazy thing about equipment from our era of, you know, and when I say our era, when we were younger, um, it was all handmade with, the finest materials, where so much of the new stuff is machine made. Um, you know, is I won't say as cheaply because they're still pretty expensive, but in a way that they're they're trying to get numbers out there. In part because sure. there's a lot more people playing. Um, again, another reason I went Vaughn because I knew my stuff was going to be made by hand. In fact, Ev over at Vaughn was sending me pictures from the production floor of. The different workers actually sewing my stuff together. It wasn't yep. done by machines, which was well.
0: Awesome. Well, even even think back to, uh, you know, prior to the Canstar days, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It ended in the Canstar days, but when the the pro level pads, they were stamped. With the signature of the person that did the assembly. Yeah. Like that was a big deal to Cooper at the time. And that made that made it a big deal to that person whose name went on your pad. Like they cared about it. Yeah. They they were making sure that that pad passed quality control because it, it was going to have their name right on the side of it.
1: Exactly. You know? In, and, you
0: know- and you just don't have that anymore. Mike Vaughn had done it when he started handmade by mike was on the tag yeah and then when he hired people it just made it it turned into handmade in canada or handmade in the u.s or whatever um uh, i think brian or was it john browns just says something about like handmade in canada or something i don't think by john brown um, and it doesn't say by anybody specific but uh cooper you know that when I look back on it, I'm like, man, that is an amazing marketing move
1: to have done that. Well, and
0: all those people live in infamy on these pads in my goalie cave,
1: you know? Think of, you know, those people that built that. If they come across a pair of pads today that they made and their name's on there, you know, th- think of the pride they have of just going, yeah, my, st- I did that. It's still around. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going through my uh, pictures now because I, I have the picture of the the one woman who is working on my pads and she's holding them up for Ev and, you know, she's smiling there. You could see there's a sense of pride in in that picture of what, what she's doing in um, this course. Absolutely. I loved seeing the pictures, but at the same time, it was like, I don't want to see pictures of them. I want to see them in person. And then just because,
0: hurry up and ship them.
1: Yeah, ex- exactly. I, I was, I, I was not a very good waiter for the, for that set. I, I will <laughs> admit, I, I could have been nicer. I, I every week because I I placed the order on a Tuesday, so like every Tuesday I was putting out a tweet. Like week. I X. know. I, I followed. Yeah, you I,
0: pretty. You were pretty polite about the patience.
1: Yeah. But you know, I was having fun with it, like trying to find yep. a good meme about, about the weight. And, um, Ev trolled me the one day and sent me a picture of the, the pads were just about done. So he sent me a picture of the pad side by side, but with the outer rolls on the inside, because that'll trigger any goalie. And I was yeah. like, oh, they look so good, but you had to send me that picture. <laughs> and I was like, you, like he, he knew what he was doing. Um, yeah here, here's the uh picture of her hold, holding up those pads, oh, yeah. and like yep. it, that's a cool picture, but what what I like about it, like you said is is the smile like there's yep. pride in that smile holding up the pad like this is what I'm making, you know it's handmade and that, that's what I love about them um, yep. so you know when you play you, you're not just playing with vintage pads and gloves and you know chest protectors and stuff. you go with the vintage helmets too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I got to keep it real. Like You're you're wearing the old combo cages, some of the old... You've got a few of the old fiberglass masks. Now, I, I've never skated with the fiberglass masks. I had the old Milek one for street hockey that I took plenty of hockey balls to the face. Um, have you thought about saying, you know, I, I can still go with the vintage equipment, but even have maybe a bit of a modern mask, you know, like a Van Velden or something like that to, to go with it?
0: Uh, um, well, part of it is how many of those I would have to have because I change things up for every time I'm on the ice. Um, yeah. I mean, I have a couple modern wall masks from Finland that Bona yeah. has painted for me. Um, I have a Reddick that's up there somewhere. Um, I have some nineties badger masks. Uh, I just try to wear the appropriate era head protection for the gear. It's, it's probably not the smartest thing to do, but I mean, not having my clavicles protected isn't smart either. Right. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. Um, no, I, masks elude me. I'm not much of a mask person. Mm-hmm. I, I have a hard time. I'm not like a lot of the guys that can look at a picture and be like, Oh my gosh, he's wearing a Harrison or a, yeah, you know, whatever. Um,
1: yeah. I can tell a ones are easy. yeah. I can tell you a coverly. Yeah. <laughs> those day. are the easy ones.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I'm not a mask guy. I, I really, I can't figure it out. I, I would love to, but it's just, there's already so much going on in the memory warehouse with this stuff that um, I make, cheat sheets and notes and save files and when i realize things or when i trace back um you know variations of a model line by year i i make a document and save that so i can go back to it and refer to it and um i try to make stuff like that also to help other people figure out era and age year and
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um But uh, masks are just a whole different thing, man. It's a special person that can understand that stuff. And, you know, we know quite a few of those kind of people. And I just go to them with my questions and the fiberglass, you know, the, the, the one piece face huggers, like there's just nothing more thrilling than stepping out into a, you know, I'm, I'm somewhat smart. Like I I'll wear that in like my beer league or not my beer league, my old timer games, where there's a no slap shot rule. Yeah. Does that mean they don't shoot hard? Not at all. Right. But it means I know I shouldn't face a slap shot from the top of the face off circle, you know, and I feel like I'm safer that way. Uh, but I've been hit, you know, quite a few times, some pretty solid ones and that are painful as heck. But again, I'm, I'm making memories that a lot of other guys had those memories 30 years ago. Yeah. And I, I didn't. So, uh, it's still it's exhilarating man your adrenaline rush from it it's yeah. just through the roof i've never experienced anything equivalent to that um well, and I, I do wear it on the outdoor rink because it's a smaller dry surface we lose a lot of bucks if guys take slap shots yeah and uh i i feel safer there too again i've been hit quite a few times out there in the winter time and it's really super cold which makes it hurt even more um, but yeah. everybody gets a kick out of it too. And I get to talk about my gear when I did the, I just did the Warren Skordensky destroyer tribute. You know, I yeah. spent a lot of time uh, with Brian from kick Save, getting that mask made. And he spent a lot of time with Warren himself, you know, with consulting back and forth. And, um, and then I painted it and I, I had all the kit ready to go. And I, I probably talked for two hours in the warming room at the outdoor rink <laughs> about all that. And, and to everybody, everybody wanted to know more and, you know, and that I get a kick out of that. I enjoy yeah. doing that. Even the young kids, you know, a couple of the guys bring their kids and they're like, what the heck are you wearing? I can sit down and tell them, you know?
1: Yeah. There's a fellow that subbed for me before. He's got like a Mike Lute style with the uh, fiberglass yeah. mask and he wears that every week in the beer leagues. And uh, my teammates liked him because he actually drank beer during the games, um, yeah. not just after the game. And my teammates like, aren't you going to do that? I was like, well, I'm not going to put it in my water bottle. Um, yeah. And, like, you guys let me see enough rubber as it is. I only want to see one puck. In fact, last <laughs> night I I saw 58 shots in our game. So it's like, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, but we, we still won the game five to four. It, it was one of those games where I – I just had a game. It's not like every shot was a clear shot from the point there. There were a lot of crazy ones. And, uh, it was one of those fun games where I, I just, I, I was on, you know, yeah. There's those games where you're driving to the rink and you know, you're not going to say it to yourself, but you, you just feel good. And, and then you get on the ice and you're just, you're feeling it in warmups and the puck drops and you're like, yeah, one of those nights where it's like, we're, we're going to win. I, I don't care. Yeah. What it is, we're going to win. I'm going to stop what I need to stop. And it just wound up being 54 of them. I stopped last night. Wow, that's uh, a lot. Yeah, you, you know, it's a good game when the, the uh, losing team shaking. They're not even mad. It, it's kind of the uh, Ron Burgundy. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, they, they were trying to beat us for playoff positioning. We got one more. Week. Everybody makes playoffs, but it's, you know, where the seeding is. and Nobody wants to play the top teams in the uh, first yeah. week or two. So that they they were trying kind of hard. So it was kind of nice to hold them off, and at least at well, least we finish. we
0: got bumped out of them. Not every team makes the playoffs in ours. Okay, so we were eliminated weeks and weeks ago. <laughs> but uh, we we won. Oh, I shouldn't. This, I have a YouTube channel. Spoiler alert: we we just played our last game of the season, and we finally won a game. It was our first win. I felt pretty good. Yeah. And it was was a great way to end it, and now everybody's excited about next session. So
1: you you know what's crazy about our leagues, it's almost the same teams every single year. And some seasons, like we're lucky to win one or two games. And like this season we're five hundred. And you know what? If we play our cards right, we we could make a deep run. And, you know, who knows what happens. If, If if I have a couple weeks like I had last night, you know, good things could happen. But it's just kind of funny on how same teams all the time, and yep, it's drastic year to year. I mean, yeah, everybody gets a different player here. You know, one guy drops off, and you pick up another young guy. But uh, yeah, it's it's crazy how that works out. Um, you know, we, we talked about Bones. Uh, I, I've had him on the show twice now, and he, he he's a great guy. Uh, what did you think of uh, skating with him and the, his uh, fascination with the old equipment?
0: Uh, I had a blast. It was, it was a kind of a whim of a road trip that started with a, I think a comment I made on an Instagram post. It was right after like his first video wearing all the, the Yofa pads and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and he had those VHB gloves and somebody put a comment. I don't remember if it was like Keeks or somebody, somebody put a comment that said, well, bones, now you're going to have to try nineties gear." Yeah. And so I replied to that and said, what am I supposed to do? Load up my truck and make a road trip or something. And he was like, Hey, that'd be great. So then we messaged <laughs> and a couple months later, I loaded up like five bags of gear and went down there. And, um, and because of bones, I got to know Nate, the goalie, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was 10 or 12 yeah. last year. And, uh, and I knew that Nate really liked, he has his own set of vintage Cooper gear and we just worked everything out and just had a blast for a few days and like bones really he gets it though and i'll call him out for it he he butterflies and the rvh is a whole lot in leather gear yeah yeah (laughs) so i call him out on that but uh yeah it was it was a blast like he's he's so damn good though man like i look i look way worse than i actually am (laughs) when somebody like him is out there even with the old gear it was fun to watch him
1: yeah. He and I have talked and I told him we, we need to get on the ice together so that I can uh, teach him how to properly play in that equipment. Cause going to goalie schools when I was young, you know, yeah, it was in the mid nineties, but we were still learning those old techniques uh, of stacking the pads. How do you recover from a pad stack poke checks? You know, it wasn't just putting the stick out there it was flat out on your belly, you know, poke yep. checking. It was like, We need to get together, and I need to put you through a '90s, you know, late '80s, early '90s goalie skate, and really teach you how to use that stuff. He's like, "Oh, we definitely need to do that." Um, In fact, I I almost moved down to uh, Nashville this last year, and he he was, I think, getting excited about that prospect of getting some ice time together. And yeah, (laughs) my wife at one point in in the prospect of moving, she kind of sobbed. She goes, "Are are you okay with this possible move?" You know, like. With hockey, you know, w- would you even be able to play down there? And it's like, oh no, I- I've already talked to somebody down there. He's already said he can find me a team. But like, this is one of the reasons I'm so on board. <laughs> yeah. So, but we we didn't. So, yeah well, it- I don't
0: I don't want to, I don't want to give away some secrets. But Bones should have another video coming out pretty soon, and uh, there is vintage gear in it so different than he normally wears
1: i'm excited so you, you should
0: ping it. him and just say hey i heard you have another video coming out when's that gonna happen that might <laughs> speed him up a little bit because yeah. i think i'm excited to see it and i think a lot of other people will too
1: yeah well i i get the alerts every time both of you uh drop new videos so i, I know i'll see it that's for sure
0: yeah. But maybe somebody can help speed him up. Cause I've been trying for a month.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll send him a note. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll uh, let Keeks know too. So that we, we can get a three, three-sided front to uh, there. You go get him going. Um, yep. Well, I, I've taken up quite a bit of your time, so I want to get to, I don't know how many, if you've listened to any of the prior episodes, but oh, I, yeah. I, I end with the 10 rapid fire questions. So um, you know, th- Some of them might be a little bit different because you didn't have the traditional hockey background with a lot of people. Um, But what's the craziest coaching moment, uh, either from your playing days or as a fan? Uh,
0: I will say (laughs) this season, uh, we have a team in our league, in our division. I swear to you, there's. I think none of them are over maybe 24 or 25 years old. They are the Chiefs they have the the movie logo jerseys they typically have anywhere from i'd say 15 to 19 skaters a game they appear to have two coaches on the bench <laughs> this is beer league and and every game there are like 30 people in the stands cheering them on <laughs> like i've not i haven't experienced that in beer league and from everybody I've been talking to, nobody's experienced no. that in beer league. Like they have two coaches standing on the bench with little notepads in their hand and like uh, calling lines and stuff. And I've That's probably the craziest I've come across as far as coaching stuff.
1: You know, we're, we're lucky, you know, th- there's one team that they always have like two or three people in the stands. And it's because um, I don't know if one of them, it's one of their brothers or what, but somebody with special needs he's got a team jersey so it's kind of awesome fun. you know they bring him to the game and and you know we all think that's cool and every once in a while if we have an early game you know some of the uh guys that have younger kids their wives will bring you know the little ones and uh yep. but that that's far and few in between if if there's anybody out there we're like what what's going on what's wrong with these people uh <laughs> yeah Although I will say if, if my mom and dad lived uh, close to us, my dad would probably still come out to every single game because uh, he, he misses it. He, he let me know when I went away to college. He's like, you know, you didn't have to go eight hours away. You know, I, I would have come to every single one of your games. Now it's a lot harder, but you know what? There, there were a <laughs> few times I found out I was going to get the start for that weekend's game. And if he was off of work, you better bet he made that drive. Um, so that's awesome. The next question, what's your favorite all-time goalie mask? Oh man. I know there's so uh, many good S- ones. SK
0: 2000 HM so 30. Any a, SK 2000 HM 30 combo. Just, it's the just best the thing ever.
1: Yep. So, so I'll rephrase this one then because I, I, I've worn those. In fact, I wore the Hoshix cage in college. m fifty yeah, I, I wore that one uh because we weren't allowed to cat eye at that point. Yep. Um what's your favorite painted mask?
0: Uh, can it be like personally specific? Sure. My IFK Helsinki wall mask that Bona painted for me. Oh nice. Yeah. I mean, that was because that we did a trip out to Helsinki and uh spent a week with Bona out there based on vintage goalie training. And um, I put together a like 80s style or early 90s style uh, IFK Helsinki kit. And so he had a jersey made up for me and he painted the mask for me and Wall hooked me up with the mask. And um, it it was just, it was such a huge event. I'm, I'm a lucky guy that I've been able to become friends with guys like him. When I was, you know, eight years, seven years ago, I was no one in this world. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm friends with guys like him and, and, you know, he has involved me in that kind of stuff. And, um, so to have that kit and I've worn it a couple of times since then, but you know, it's, it's great. It's up on my display shelf because that one, you know, is one of the two masks I keep up there of of the modern style.
1: Yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah. And there's another game I'm going to have to, uh, find a way to get them on, on the podcast. Getting the people from over the pond is always a little more difficult. I've had a few, uh, yeah. few Brits. I, I had Jonas Hiller on uh, over there, yeah. uh, Switzerland and getting, you know, a time that works for both of us. Uh, when, when, when we're both awake, it is a little tricky at times. Yep. <laughs> um, so what's your favorite rink that you've played at?
0: Oh man. Well, I'm going to say it's Granger Training Center in Hamilton, Ontario. It's a mini rink. It's a training center, primarily a goalie training center. Um, And I have a friend that's involved in the rink and then the owner, Nick, they, uh, they were gracious enough to hook me up with some time there in the building. And that was the first time Bona and I went out on the ice. It's like three years ago, maybe four now. And Uh, I did the Wamsley kit and Bona and I, like, I knew he was coming to Canada. He was coming to the Toronto area. I was going to be up in that area. We worked things out where we got, got together there and we did like this vintage flames training camp. And he had this flames track suit. He made vintage (laughs) style and even the hat and a friend loaned me some vintage flames, uh, Cooper gloves for him to use. And I made a Wamsley jersey and I wore red, yellow, white um, legends pads that were made for Wamsley that he never wore Mm -hmm. uh, that we can, we can't find that he wore them. They could have happened. Um, It was just a blast. And uh, so that rink, I've been there a few times. I've played like three or four times because my friend's family would get together there and I've done like the the fifties Kineski gear. You know, with the face hugger, and yeah, um, I have like three or four very specific memories in that little mini rink. You know, and just me and a couple of people, or whatever. And man, it was like it was probably events like that that have kept me so encouraged to keep doing this stuff because of yeah. how I saw it affect other people.
1: Yep that that's awesome. And usually the the rinks that people talk about, uh, it's those ones that have that emotional connection not so much oh it was a pro you know rank it was it's the emotional connection and that's, yeah. that's why i asked that question um the, the next one i'm interested to see your answer what's your what's the favorite, your favorite stick that you've ever used uh, i'm guessing it was a cooper yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's kind of
0: needs the time I amongst probably any of my Coopers probably I I don't really have a favorite I mean I have a favorite stick I have a red letter Northland gold stock never been put on the ice that I'll never put on the ice but I just I'm not attached to how a stick plays like I said mm-hmm. I, I'm so yeah. terrible at it even with making saves with the stick I'm so terrible at it yeah uh, it could be any of the any of the Coopers I'm sure I
1: yeah. don't
0: really have a specific favorite
1: just a Just a brand. I I get it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to adjust this one a little bit, knowing you didn't play youth hockey. What's your favorite hockey memory so far? Oh
0: man. Um, I have several, I would say probably the very beginning, my first team that I joined was I, I was, um, I met an elderly gentleman a day. I was showing up at the rink to sub for somebody. There was a, elderly gentleman leaving the rink and he had set his gear down on the curb and went and got his car and was pulling up so while i walked up i saw some leather miller pads and i was like man there's somebody else with old gear like me that's crazy (laughs) and this gentleman doug stopped and was loading up his car and we were talking and um he went on to tell me that he uh it was he was hanging up the skates he he was in his late seventies. He'd been playing since he was a little kid and it's finally time. Uh, and I explained my story and he's like, man, you would be great in our old timer league. And I'm on the board of directors. So if you apply for the league, I'll, I can, I can tell your story and get you an age exemption. We always need goalies. Yeah. And he did all that. And then, so I had to go to a draft skate, which was really strange for me after all the years of my son going to draft skates and stuff. And, um, and tryouts. And so there I was in a tryout. And yeah, so that's probably joining that first team and being drafted and picked by, I was the first goalie in the 60 and over league division, uh, picked. <laughs> and I think they kind of picked me because I was younger and they thought they were getting a ringer or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that, that was probably, that's probably at the top because that was my first hockey team, man. Yeah. Like, and they picked me. So, that was pretty yeah. cool. And I've no, played that, for that team a couple more times too. So
1: that, that's cool. cool. And, you know, th- that's one of the reasons we play too, is for those memories. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what's the best chirp you've heard on the ice, off the ice, directed at you, not directed at you? Oh,
0: man. man, I don't know. Uh, man, I don't know if it's the best, but just recently, some guy, I got mad at him for. Every time the puck was on his stick, he's slap shotting from everywhere and i i we we all play adult hockey, we all have real lives to go to and jobs to do the yeah. next day and this guy's like taking full on slap shots from anywhere and it, probably like the fifth or sixth one, I kind of said some things vulgar to him about him and <laughs> his decision making and he looked at me and said, "If you're afraid of the puck, you shouldn't be a goalie <laughs> I'm like Man, I, I'm not even talking on behalf of me. I was, I was talking on behalf of everybody. Cause everything's going eight feet wide. Yeah. You know, like no one else is paying attention over there to your shot, dude. And, uh, I don't know if that's the best, but that's the most recent one that it's still in my mind that he would say that, like, yeah, well, I'm not if... afraid to be a goalie. I'm here on purpose. Hit me if you want, but please, by all means hit me. Don't hit them over there. They're innocent,
1: right? There's kind of that unwritten rule of beer league hockey. If you keep it down because we're all, we all have jobs to go to in the morning and odds are you're probably going to miss the net anyway. So, um, and it's kind of funny, nine out of 10 times when a puck goes high, there's kind of that split second where everybody just kind of stops and looks at the guy that shot it like, Hey, dummy, (laughs) like keep it down. Um, it's it's kind of funny uh in fact in our game last night there was this one short younger kid and when I say short he had to have been maybe five seven and he was just trying to like get into things and he he went up against in the corner against one of our bigger guys and Nate happens to be a cop on top of that (laughs) The the team I play on is almost all volunteer firemen which is why we're named the hosers. And then we got yeah. our one cop. And so Nate, you know, he doesn't have time for stupidity and this kid, he's like almost half his size and he's just John Adam and Nate probably could have gotten a penalty or two off of the play, but the ref comes by, he goes, could give him a penalty. Everything he was saying to the kid was just too funny. He's like, how do I give him a penalty for that one? He was just telling the kid, like, sit down and shut up. Go back and play with your crayons. You know? Um, so what's the worst post-game beer you've had?
0: Oh, man, it was my fault. A couple <laughs> years ago, we had a game, I think, on, like, July 3rd. And it was my beer day. And I stopped at the store on the way there, and they had um, it was Pabst Blue Ribbon IPA, and it was in like a red, white, and blue flag can. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Hey, this will be cool." Yeah. And I think I think everybody took a sip and put it down or poured it out. Like somebody else had different beer with them from a different <laughs> game, and they all were drinking that. I looked up, and everybody had a different can in their hand. It was terrible. <laughs> in fact, I brought the rest of it home. And until a cousin or a friend was over and I was like, Hey, you want a beer? And I give them one of them and just let them have them all.
1: You know, <laughs> it's it, rotten.
0: It when terrible. I bring
1: beer, I, I try to bring some, because my team doesn't charge me a place. So I always try and bring something that's better than the cheap beer they bring, but still something they'll enjoy, which sometimes gets difficult. Um, other times I'll just pick up, you know, the, the 30 pack of whatever, but I only do that when I know we might be having a family gathering that can finish it off Yeah, because exactly. I'm not going to drink that on my own. Yep. Um, so when you tape your stick, you go heel to toe or toe to heel?
0: Uh, so first it depends on if I'm doing like a tribute
1: mm-hmm. because it
0: depends on how it's t- but usually yeah. I go toe to heel.
1: Okay. And why, why do you go toe to heel?
0: Because it'll depend on how I want to do the heel based on the, um, the stick the heel quality of the stick some mm-hmm. of my sticks you know the heels are a little worn or um so do I want to expose the heel or do I want to cover the heel how high up do I want to go up past the heel so I just always start at the toe See, and I start the I start the tape edge on the back side of the paddle same
1: it's yeah. it's interesting because I actually start at the heel for the same reason because I know where I want to finish on that heel and uh, and taping that heel getting around that curve can be tricky. So I I like to take my time and I'd rather mess up at the beginning of the tape job than get that whole blade done and then mess up and have to start over and take, take it all off and start it over. True. You mentioned something I've talked about before, you know, with with the older sticks, the the condition of the heel, I said, you know, Tell, tell me you owned a christian goalie stick without telling me you owned a christian goalie stick and people talk about you know putting the wood glue in the in the uh splinters and then putting it in the vice overnight but i mean it, it was really the same for any of those sticks of that era of loading it up with the wood glue and putting it in the vice overnight
0: yeah and i i restore a lot of older sticks too to make them playable so i'll fix cracked blades and things i don't I've never fixed a Christian stick and I don't think I ever would. Cause I don't think you could, <laughs> especially when they had the, uh, that open weave, you know, those get soft. There's nothing. Yeah. You oh, can they do get about soft. It. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, so I don't use them very often. I have a few, but I use it at Christmas and, uh, you know, there's a couple of times a year I use the Christian sticks, but
1: yeah, really what I would do when I repaired them, it was, you almost had to wait for the perfect timing to do it because if you tried too soon that we've still held it together and you weren't going to do much, you had to almost wait till it was about to break. And it was, you know, looking like that at the bottom, then you get that wood glue in there and just tighten the heck out of it in the device the overnight and let it go. And yeah, uh, that was about the only thing you could do to them.
0: On oh, some of the other sticks, I'll, I'll remove the fiberglass right off it. Mm-hmm. Repair it. Um, I fill missing chunks out of the paddle and stuff, and then refiberglass it, resleeve it. So then they're then they're better than they were new. Yeah. So
1: I'm I'm jealous of old <laughs> the old goalie sticks you get to use because you know I I haven't gone composite yet because I'm used to a heavier stick. I, I'm almost scared that I'll have my stick this far off the ice because I just don't know. Um, but they're, they're just not as durable. You know, for nice me, it's
0: things. the sound of the wood in a puck. Yeah. Like I've featured it in a couple of videos where uh, like second period, I'm on the opposite side of the glass from my glass camera and it still sounds and resonates through the, the yep. rink. Like that sound of a good paddle save with a wood stick is just, it's an amazing sound.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And I'm I'm still a foam core holdout because I, I can still find them every now and then. But I just, I, I like the feel of a wood stick. <laughs> um, so what's your favorite number to wear and why?
0: I don't have a favorite number to wear at all. The only time I've ever chosen a number for myself was 71. Um, and that started before I was playing goalie, um, just on a custom jersey I had made from sponsorship days um and it turns out that kind of coincides with cooper weeks becoming cooper canada so
1: oh nice if i
0: if i was to choose one i'd probably do a 71 again
1: and you know that that's what i like about the the question is there's there's always a reason behind it um it's never just it is that's just my number
0: i just wear so i wear a different jersey every week so yeah i have you can't see the dark corner back there but there's a couple hundred jerseys back there and they're all different numbers or no number or whatever
1: yeah if i'm doing a
0: tribute uh you know if i'm doing Tretchak, i'll put a 20 on the jersey and make that or you know wamsley or i'm looking at posters up here or eddie or whatever sometimes i'll put a number on there or sometimes i'll leave it blank like when i did the i have my homemade uh black hawks vintage jersey that I use for a lot of things so it's better to not have a number cuz then I'll get called out on Instagram or whatever for wearing the wrong number.
1: Yep. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> and that's the beauty of being a goalie, you know, in beer leagues is you don't have to have a number, you don't have to have matching right. jersey, nothing. They're just happy you're there. Yeah. And
0: nobody has to worry I'm going to get an assist and it needs to be in the stats.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> our league they they just keep score. They don't care who scores. Yeah. They just keep score. Although I, I did get uh, an assist, first one I've had in a couple of years, uh, two weeks ago, and I don't know what the hell happened. I, it was just one of those moments where I saw it. we had two defensive players coming at me, and for whatever reason, I actually noticed that there's sticks were on the opposite side so I could pass it right up between them and I had oh, a guy yeah. right there and I just passed it right between those defensemen he turned around and went end to end so nice. he, he made it a bit of an easy assist for me but uh, it was also a pretty nice pass too uh, <laughs> and then at intermission I, I forget what I think we were still tied and uh, one of my teammates was like hey Stop a few more of those pucks so we have a chance. And I looked at him and said, I think I have more points than most of you on the bench right now. So I don't want to hear it. (laughs) You know, it's just one of those times where I I could actually say something. Uh, So the last question, what advice do you have for young goalies?
0: Uh, So I'll have to say this one from the perspective of why I'm a goalie. Like, look at the history of it. Find Mm -hmm. somebody you know that has some old gear. and Put it on. Get out on the ice with it, and you know, have some fun with your dad and whatever. But spend a little time looking at what changed from when your dad was a kid or your grandpa was a kid or whatever, and that'll help you appreciate what you have now a little more. And mm-hmm. maybe invigorate them to get on YouTube and watch some of that oiler fanatics guys' old videos and be amazed. I mean, watch Gump Worsley play. Any of those like the athleticism the nerve, the bravery, like, man, is that insane to watch? I, I get goosebumps watching those and I've watched all those videos hundreds yeah. of times. Like, like to have been that kind of person to be able to do that for so long at the le- level they did any, and I, I, Gump's, Gump's the one I always gravitate to, but you know, Bauer, Hall, Sock, yeah, and Tony O, anybody. Yeah. Like, these were yeah, man, Pioneers. that's cool. Like, yeah, watch that, learn that, see what they did, you know, because they're all in that evolution of, yeah, pucks never left the ice. The pucks were leaving the ice all the time, man. Yeah. The slap shot was invented. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, like,
1: I, I remember talking to Bobby Hall, and he said, you know, he he liked to take that slap shot early in the game, it right yep. by the goalie's head to get, get him scared and get him thinking. So every time he shot after that, there was that little – split second hesitation yeah uh, clearly it worked for him yeah exactly
0: yeah. i i that's my word of advice to younger goalie. i've met a lot of younger goalies and i show them my gear and like let them put a glove on and they're like man that's smaller than my baseball mitt i use in the spring and yep. again now imagine that a same puck you're using today Flying at you you were using that but it was you know dylan larkin shooting it because that's the equivalent like yep it's crazy they got to spend some time on that and appreciate a little bit more of the history so the history doesn't fade away
1: yeah you not know, just the
0: history of the position but the history of that gear
1: i i forget what i was watching they talked about you know it's not that guys shoot harder today than they did back in the day of straight bladed wooden sticks it was the fact that your top two or three were shooting that hard as opposed to yeah. the entire lineup, shooting right. So, guys, right. Were if still you shooting. go
0: back and watch old interviews, the hundred mile an hour sh- slap shot is being referenced all the time. Yep. Now, yeah. if it didn't exist, they wouldn't be saying it. Correct. You know, if it was only a sixty mile an hour, seventy mile an hour slap shot back then, those guys would have said eighty miles an hour as an exaggeration. So there was ninety plus without any. Question. Oh yeah, absolutely. And And those are interviews, not as them as old men later. That's interviews of them during, you know, at post game uh, back in the seventies. So that existed and the puck did leave the ice.
1: Yeah. So I got to go Kevin Woodley on you and say one last question. What does your family and your teammates think of your collection? Every time you go out on the ice, you got something different. I mean, (laughs) at least in the locker room, they got to be like, what is it today? (laughs)
0: yeah family uh thinks i'm nuts (laughs) uh the team is different. well i've been on the same team now for a couple seasons but i've i've moved around the old timers when i played there like they hardly recognized because i i think for a lot of them that's just what they remember (laughs) (laughs) that's what the goalie's supposed to look like or something i don't know they they have Um, the player
1: version of what you were wearing for goalie
0: exactly uh current team they're a lot younger a lot of them are and um yeah, I get, I get this last season was pretty awesome. Like it, it was like a few of them started realizing that all our games go on YouTube. Like <laughs> they just realized it. So I've been, you know, they they want to see what I'm doing this time. Yeah. It's been a lot better this time. It, it's been a lot more noticeable and appreciated and stuff. So
1: yeah. It's funny because my my teammates they know I record the games and put them on YouTube, but I, I don't think many of them even pay attention to what I do, but every now and then there's something to happen. Like the last game, one of my teammates just all alone at center ice fell right on his backside, and in the locker room he goes, "That's probably going to wind up on the clips, isn't it?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, that is. <laughs> That's going to." I, I happen.
0: had one recently. Guy came up to me, so I always I have a camera in the net. And yep. right before the, right before the puck drop, I slide it out in front of me and I kind of pose for a still frame for show off the gear. Yeah. And I put that in the video and, and, uh, I was doing that. And one of the guys skated over and he's like, Hey man, I just realized you put all these games on YouTube. And uh, I left this all in the video for him. And, uh, he's like, I didn't know that it's pretty awesome. I just binged and watched a whole bunch of games and stuff. And he's like, I'll tell you what I learned is I need to back check harder. I was like, well, (laughs) thank you. Thank you for that. You know? And then, then he was gone a week and then he came back and we were getting ready to go out on the ice. And he's like, Hey, listen, I saw that video. That was funny. Thanks for leaving that in there. And he's like, I still didn't back check hard enough. I'm so sorry. (laughs) And I, I thought, well, that's awesome. I appreciate that. Like, yeah. Absolutely. I'm just showing off the gear and showing off how much fun I typically have playing no matter what the outcome is. I try hard every time, um, but uh, it, it's funny that he he got something out of it for himself, and cool.
1: Yeah, you know it's, it's He's funny back, every, check harder. <laughs> every once in a while, I'll, sh- I'll share one of the videos on one of the different hockey forums I'm in, and it surprises me, you know, I, I think eight out of 10 people are like, "This is cool." Like you're doing you is cool, but the the detractors that are like, oh, you're playing, you know, low level beer league hockey, who cares? And this and that is like, yeah. nobody, I'm doing it for me. I'm not doing yeah, it exactly. for, for the views and the hits. And I, I was editing one of my games uh, the other week and my wife came into my office and she's like, who even watches those? I was like, <laughs> me. You know, and, and it was funny because I was talking to somebody the next day. They're like, hey, I watch everyone, So tell her you've got at least one viewer. I was like, look, look at the analytics. I, I get a few few likes every now and then. Uh, and, but she's, you know, d- d- like you, it's like my family's like, he's just that's what he does. We, you know, yeah. we put up with him. <laughs> yep. You know, although my, my daughter just uh, started driver's ed and uh, I got to start taking her out on the road. Uh, so Swan. she, she even looked at me, she's like, you're probably going like getting the car wearing your goalie helmet or something. And I looked at her, I go, I now have a content idea. <laughs> and she's like, Oh Jesus, I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> yeah. So I, every now and yeah. then I, I like to do something silly. Like the one day, uh, my son, his best friend, his little is a goalie. And it was like two, three years ago we had we got a hill in our backyard it snowed so it's like hey oren you want to come over with your goalie equipment and we'll go tobogganing and our goalie equipment for a video and he's like yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah so every now and then i do something like that and uh you know the, the video is fun to make but half the time i just do it to annoy my my kids yeah <laughs> you know although they, they did help me you've probably seen the steve carell video where he played hockey and he he did the video of him being a goalie practicing by himself. And I had a day off of work on my uh, birthday. I think it was last year and we had the backyard rink and I I I saw that. Yeah. I showed the video to my kids and they're like, we need to remake that. I was like, okay, if you guys want to do this, I'm game. So like we went out there and you know, they helped me with everything that 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 was kind of fun because it was something they they were actually excited to do with me. And I I think it turned out decent. It did. Yeah, it, it was fun. In fact, that was even one where my wife watched it, and she's like, "You're still an idiot." But that was pretty. <laughs> good. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, Charles, we've been talking for like an hour and a half. I, I apologize for going over time, but uh, it, it's All been right. fun. We're gonna have to keep in touch, and if you're ever sure. in Minnesota or I'm in uh, that part of Michigan, we're gonna have to get together and have some beers and talk goaltending. Absolutely. Awesome. I'm always game.
0: You can come down to the cave and. See some stuff
1: yeah I'll let, I'll let
0: you I'll let you hold the bell for her. reactor five
1: i I may walk out with it though, so you're going to have to keep an eye on me all right <laughs> all right, have a good one buddy. Thanks man. All right, bye Charles and I have many contacts in common, and we've exchanged messages, but surprisingly, this was the first time we've actually talked. I respect his dedication to playing in old equipment all the way down to the two-piece chest protectors so that he can experience what goalies of our era did when we were young. Who knows, maybe one day he and I will be on the ice together and I can wear that beautiful Belfour tribute set he has that I think is the nicest looking set ever. And maybe use my all-time favorite goalie stick again, the Reactor 5. Be sure to look for Charles on social media simply by f- searching for a Cooper goalie on most platforms. Remember, there will be no new episode next week as I'm taking a short vacation with my wife. We're escaping what we here in Minnesota like to call second winter. That time when winter seemed to have ended because we had a string of 50 to 60 degree days and the snow all melted. Then it got cold and snowed again. You can always find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube simply by searching for Wash Up Goalie. Visit washupgoalie.com for some great hockey-related content, my Beer League Hockey video highlights, and of course, all podcast episodes. If you want some Wash Up Goalie or tendy Talk apparel, be sure to visit my Threadless shop by clicking the merchandise link on my website. If you like this podcast, go listen to the BLPA Big Show. It's the OG BLPA podcast where a couple of Beer League players talk Beer League hockey, draft experience shenanigans, and exploits from around the game. Be sure to check out the full line of hockey-related podcasts on the Hockey Podcast Network as well. There are too many to list here, but shows like the Islanders Never Say Die podcast, the Nassau Men hockey podcast, and the Broadway Boys hockey podcast can all be found. I need to thank the band Zamboni for allowing me to use their music on my podcast. You can download their music on iTunes or listen wherever you stream music from. I'm always working on lining up other goalies to talk to sometimes harder than others. If you are a goalie or have connections to a goalie who I should talk to, shoot me an email at washupgoalie39 at com or send me a DM on social media. Let's not forget, if you are a brand that wants to sponsor the show, be sure to reach out to me. Be happy to talk. And finally, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the podcast platform you're listening on. It's a quick action on your part that helps others find tendy Talk. So, until next time, keep your stick on the ice and your body square to the puck.